everybody welcome once again to deep tunes audio happy new year <laughs> yes this is the first episode in the year 2024 and we are glad you saw this year with us and we pray that this year shall be a very great year for you in jesus name amen Okay, and on that note, we are still on our, ep- um, our series, Deep Things of Life. This is episode 11 of Deep Things of Life. And here with us, we have... Suleiman Monday Johnson. Suleiman Monday Johnson! <laughs> okay, um, welcome, welcome, sir. We are very glad to have you here. So today we're talking on a topic, what does it mean to be the light of the world? Okay, so you know now they said in the Bible, in the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 40, say you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So we've been hearing this a lot. So what does it really mean to be the light of the world? Please illuminate us, sir. All right, good day, everyone. What does it mean to be the light of the world? Now, from the scripture you earlier quoted, Matthew chapter 5, from verse 14, the Bible makes us understand that we are the light of the world. A city set upon the hill cannot be hidden. Now, if we must understand what it means for us to be the light of the world, then we must know what light is. And um, permit me to use the sun as an analogy. In the breaking of the dawn, when the sun comes up, or when the first ray of light comes up, one thing you notice is that the beauty and the color behind every creature begins to spring up. But when it comes to night, everything fades off, becomes dull, and everything become, takes up one color, which is black. Everything becomes dark. But the moment the light comes up again, every other object has the ability to pick its corresponding ray of light from the sun and reflect the color that it has within itself. It now shows the true beauty of itself. Now, the same thing too is what we are supposed to be to the world when we see we are the light of the world. So in essence, I'm trying to say that when the Bible says we are the light of the world, Jesus is trying to help us see that we are supposed to reveal the true nature of the world. We are supposed to redate God's mind, what he has in his heart when he was creating the world because God had a prototype yeah. while he was creating the earth. He had a prototype for man. Jesus, speaking about himself, said as he normally referred to himself as one sitting before God, even while he was on earth. That means there is a prototype of him in heaven. And to every man too, and then to every creature, God had a prototype in his heart. That is the way he wanted us to live like. But the fall of man affected everything. So the level of the glory fell. And so when man fell, the creation, the creation and the creatures fell too. But in our redemption, we find our place again. God gives us light. Jesus gives us light and life. And we are expected, it is expected of us that if by the sin of one man condemnation and death came to the world and to creatures, then by the righteousness of one man, which is Jesus, given unto us, we too should shine forth the same righteousness unto the world. Wow, that, that was very, very deep. Actually, I will not lie to you. I will not. The fact that God was the darkness aspect that everything takes all the same color at night and the beauty is seen at the dawn of day. Okay, so I'm going to ask you like three questions. So the first one is, is there a place I should dwell to illuminate the world? As you know, I'm the light of the world. Is there somewhere I'm meant to be? Like, 
I'm meant to be in church and be shining with others because you know that church is the gathering of all the lights or the gathering of the brethren. They are all lights. So would I be with them or am I meant to be in the world and be shining in the darkness, you know, known at night to the house? All right, before I put an answer to your question, let me come again with another analogy. <laughs> For instance, if you walk into a house, let's say your first place is to step into the sitting room and let it as a chandler light and then there are other bulbs so let's say like six light sources plus the chandler making seven you notice something that the entire house is lighted and you can see almost everything now you may not get to appreciate the true value or what or effectiveness of one of those lights not until you remove it from the midst of the others and take it into it and take it and put it in a dark room then you see how beautiful how important you see its very essence and effectiveness so also with we believers if we dwell amongst ourselves in church yeah the beauty will be there will all be radiated but you don't shine your light in light you shine your light in darkness and we are called to save the unsaved the son of god became the son of man so that the sons of men can become the sons of god can become the sons of god so so um, when we are sons of God, we carry the nature of God and we don't stay in our group. Even Jesus said, go to the uttermost path of the earth from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and uttermost path of the earth. So we are meant to step out into the world. Jesus clearly warns us in John chapter 15 from verse 18 to 20. He said, the world will not accept us because though we are in the world, we are not of the world. The word of is ek. Ek means source. Our source is not this world. It's not earthly. It's not that of Satan. He told the Pharisees, he said, you are of the you are of your father, the devil. But we are of God. We, our source is God and God is light. The Bible said God dwells in an inapproachable light, right? So what we do is we shine forth our light into the world, just like the sun. It doesn't keep it light to itself. It radiates it to the world. Amen. Amen. Oh my God, that was, that was actually very deep. Okay, so now he has said that we're meant to be in the dark. We're not, we can't shine in light again. Or we can't... Your light is not seen in light. You get it seen in the dark. So now, does that mean I have to associate with darkness? Like, I have to befriend this world. I have to do things with other people of the world. Like, if they are going to party, I have to go there and party with them so they can see my light. If they are going and doing all these things of the world, I should follow them so that they can see my light. I don't know. Is that what I should do? <laughs> it's a very dicey question. However, I trust God for understanding. Yeah. You know, Paul was saying something in... First Corinthians, he said, and to the Jews, I was a Jew. To the Gentiles, I was a Gentile. I became all things unto all men that I may win them unto Christ. But however, in his letter to Galatians chapter 6 from verse 1-2, he said, when a brother is, is falling into a temptation or overthinking by his sin, we that are saved should help him get his feet back. But however, when we do so, he give us a caution that we should be careful lest we fall into the same ditch of temptation. Now, as I earlier said, that you don't shine your light in light. That's, some, that's a scripture I should have quoted, but I forgot. The Bible said in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, if I'm not mistaken, that iron sharpeneth an iron as a friend, lighting the countenance of his friend. Now, when you stay among your, your dwelling place, 
should be with the sons of light. That's where you dwell. That's where you inhabit. However, you step out into the world to do the Father's business. Yes, you have to step out before people will get to know your gospel or see your light. The Bible said, Matthew 5 verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they see your good work. So the light has to shine before. You have to stand before those men. So I'll call it visiting. However, your place of dwelling should be among the light. Okay? Because if you watch, something happened between Abraham and his nephew. Uh, what's his name now? Uh, Lot. Abraham, when their men were having issues, Abraham told Lot that, I don't want us to have issues and misunderstandings. Look, the land is vast. Choose a place where you want to. And the Bible said, Lot looked up and he saw a place around Sodom that the, the grasses were green, the pasture was good. And he went there. He wasn't dwelling in Sodom. He was dwelling, the Bible said, towards Sodom, near Sodom. But in two to three chapters later, when the angels of God came to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he was found in the city of Sodom, at the city gates. Yeah. So when you dwell close to darkness, you wouldn't know when it will attract you and you get closer to it. That's why your dwelling place should be among the light, that's among the brethren. However, you visit the camp of, of, of the dark people to show your light. Right. So um, what I'm trying now trying to say is that um, this is not a call for you to live in the world. Yeah, because we cannot live in the world. The Bible said God has called us. We are called the called out. So we are called out, yes. separated unto him. Yeah. So we are separated unto God. However, our light must shine forth to the world. I don't know if this answers your question. It has. I don't know if it's my second question. But if you want to eliminate it better. Okay, so the second, the last question is, so where is my dwelling place? Have already spoken about it. Or do you want to add something else? All right. Um, the Bible said, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In the life of Jesus, the Bible always shows us that um, Jesus will wake up every morning, maybe in the early breaking of the dawn, and then he will step out to a quiet place to pray. Our dwelling place should be before the presence of God. And this is not like geographical, like a location. Your secret place is your place of prayer. It's mobile. You can carry it in your heart. You can carry it in the car. And as much as you just maintain fellowship before God, whose you are. The Bible said, My eyes are ever towards thee, O God, even in the dark places, even in hell. Where will I run from your presence? So say, God is everywhere, but you just need to acknowledge Him. So our dwelling place as light should be before the greatest source of light, which is our Father. Because um, I don't know if you did physics in secondary school. There is something called um, the ch charging of an electro, electro, is it electroscope now? If you want to charge it, you either charge it by contact, by induction, or by friction. Yeah. Either way, that is a relationship. So when I bring an ion before a magnet and I rub the two together, the magnetic feelings or the magnetic ability of that magnet rubs off on the ion. And sooner or later, that piece of iron can be able to take up other little pieces of iron. It is iron picking up iron. Even though it doesn't work, it shouldn't work that way, but because it has the effect of magnet, because it's stayed around the magnet. So that's where fellowship comes from. When you begin to fellowship with God, dwelling in His presence, the lights keep shining. Thank you. Wow. 
Okay. Okay. So you got me where you were like, <laughs> those are doing is to give this other most high shall advice. So I want to ask, so where do I do all? That was actually a question already. All right. Praise God. So we have come to the end of this episode. Do you have any other things to tell us or... Okay, he doesn't. <laughs> okay, that's good. So, so this is just for you to listen to and understand. Because this is a new year. You make a lot of like resolutions. I say, okay, I won't do this anymore. I won't do that anymore. But this is for you to actually know what you actually say you want to do and what you want to do. In a person of light, you should know where to dwell in the presence of the Lord. Because that's where your light is enhanced. Okay? But that does not mean that you can continue staying in light and no longer shine forth and the will of God for you in your immediate environment. Okay? So as you listen to this, may you be blessed. Okay, so till we meet next time. God bless you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.